This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. Scoopy Scoops. Justin Davis. Scoop. And Colin Stevens is back. Hey, gamers. We've got a great show for you this week. Uh, we'll, we'll be checking in with the Nintendo Seal of Quantity. First time, yeah. first time <laughs> in the new year. Uh, we'll be helping out a, a, a fellow member of Scoop Nation who wants to get into Final Fantasy but doesn't know where the correct entry point is. But first, They're numbered. They are numbered. (laughs) But are they all sequels? But first, uh, we finally find ourselves in a position when there are lots of big games with release dates on the horizon. Which means, and of course, a lot of them are are rated M. That's just what video games are like. Which means it's a good time to check in with our recurring feature, Real Mature Video Games. Oh, man. man. We got both my favorite segments this week. (laughs) Real Mature Video Games. This is where uh, I've taken um, a look at some upcoming M-rated games. They're all unreleased. And I've taken the official ESRB descriptions of the content that earned them their M-rating. And we'll see uh, if everyone can guess what the games are. Let's jump right into it. We never can. (laughs) I know you often do. Jump right into it. Our our first game here. Remember, these are all upcoming M-rated games. Mm-hmm. Our first game, uh, the the F word and the S word can be heard in the dialogue. Oh, Some no. characters are depicted with partially exposed breasts and buttocks. The game contains some sexual material, such as a character caressing and straddling a man in bed. What's a partially exposed buttocks? Is that like just like a plumber's crack? <laughs> one, one cheek. Yeah, one, one cheek. cheek. Side cheek? Half of a cheek. Uh, there are references to prostitution, sexual moaning sounds in a brothel, and dialogue such as, I'd be happy to show you, provided I can afford it, and thank you for your service, my chamber is just upstairs. 
chamber. Okay, that sounds medieval, right? Yeah, it yeah. does. That's that's a that's a good clue. Tears of the Kingdom, probably, right? <laughs> it's it's um, links. It's links partially these, exposed, but that's you, that's links real adventure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you said these are all uh, upcoming games, right? Coming games. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. This sounds so like some sort of open world like RPG where you can optionally do this. That's the vibe. Or it's only in a brothel. That's it. That's the whole game. <laughs> Leisure, Leisure Suit Larry 11. Brothel simulator. Leisure Suit Larry negative 11. <laughs> Medieval times. I, I would have guessed like Witcher or something, but I, you know, obviously it's not upcoming. I have, yeah. I have, more, I have more info. Cutscenes depict acts of violence and blood. A character's hands are severed by a sword. A guard's throat no. is slipped by a knife. A character is impaled through the chest, and a prisoner's shoulder is stabbed and twisted by an interrogator's blade. Is this Ugh. Final Fantasy 16? It sure is. Yeah. Whoa. Goodness me. <laughs> I just, wow, I just remember, it being, I remember it being incredibly violent in like what we've seen so far. And so once you and, started getting into the violence angle, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. there is sex in that game. So Yeah. yeah. Also, violent and sexy. Yeah. <laughs> How uh, many butts have been in Final Fantasy so far? Maybe, maybe we'd have to get a different. I mean, to figure that out. There's a lot of you. The, sometimes the Shiva summons get a little say, spicy. Yeah, summons, no. maybe. Oh, really? And yeah. um, there's definitely some partially exposed cheek in other games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I think Cecil in Final Fantasy too. Whenever he walks and you look at his butt, there's something exposed. There. It's, it's hard <laughs> the, to tell. The two pixels. Yeah. <laughs> Larez. Yeah, that, the um, bird's eye overview of the game is this is an action role playing game in which players assume the role of an enslaved prince on a quest to find his missing brother. I don't know. Is that a plot detail we knew? <laughs> like are the ESRB descriptions giving stuff away. That'd be funny. <laughs> OK, let's move is, on. Is an ESRB ranking a rating like a good, good news for the release of that game or can they be rated I think, years before game release. Uh, I think it's, I think it's good news. Plus, Colin, we were talking about, didn't they say like last year that it was like 90% done or, or they're just polishing yeah. it or something? Yeah, they're literally just trying to, to fine-tune it uh, yeah. for as much time as they can. But if it took them 20 years to get 90% of it done... That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. That's just math. Uh, okay, on to the next game. Round two. In this game, several scenes depict multiple corpses and large pools or smears of blood. Gross. Finishing moves sometimes depict characters dramatically impaled on swords or lances. Combat is fast-paced, highlighted by large blood splatter effects, screams of pain, and explosions. Mm. Uh, sounds it, like uh, maybe it's uh, maybe it's Resident Evil Four. It is not finishing, Resident Evil Four. Finishing moves mm-hmm. and impaled. Yeah, a lot of kickies. finishing moves and also being impaled by lances by lances go ahead this is an action game in which players join a large scale battle against an evil sorcerer in redacted oh for for spoken not for spoken from a third person perspective players use swords, spears, hammers, magic and clubs in melee combat against enemies like soldiers, demons and ghouls Diablo not uh, Diablo. That's a great that a guess, guess, though. Very good guess. That is all Wait, the information. Name, I have. The, n- name the weapons again: <laughs> sword, spears, hammers, magic, and clubs in melee combat. Sword, spears, magic, hammer. It's weird. It's just I don't know why it really tickles me that like hammers is specifically singled out there. I so I, I post a lot of referrals and videos and stuff on our social uh, channels as part of my job. 
And the other day we had we got a video for this game called Wanted Dead, and it just mm-hmm. is it Wanted yeah. Dead? No, it's not Run Wanted Dead. Damn it! Okay, <laughs> that's almost out too. That is out mm. soon. Oh, I just had one. Um, that's. I also all, I've shared all the information I have. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I also take a I take a little bit of issue with them saying that it's melee combat, but then specifying magic. Yeah, like magic magic's ranged combat, noobs. Get it together, ESRB. <laughs> oh, man just the clubs and aces and stuff make me think it's like you know another medieval kind of game but i feel like we ran yeah, the well, gamut on what there could be and it's not fire also, emblem gauge because that's not an emirated game oh, yeah. <laughs> you're fighting you're fighting ghouls mm-hmm. so it's it's obviously and and you have magic effects so it's some kind of fantasy game wolong it is wolong fallen hey oh good at this yeah colin is good this, at this yeah. It's, the redacted was a uh, um, feudal. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that would have ancient, ancient been China. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is from the Neo team, right? Like, right about that one. Is that this one? Uh, is it the Neo team? I remember there being like some back. Or is there another one that's from the Neo team? Wild yeah, Hearts. I can't remember definitively. I'm sorry. Well, anyway. Anyway, you got there. Moving on to our next game, <clears throat> round three. Cut scenes in this game depict acts of violence, monsters killing civilians. There's a character Ooh. held at gunpoint. The F and S words are heard in the game. <laughs> oh, maybe Redfall? Not Redfall. That would actually be a big deal if Redfall had been rated. It has not been rated yet. Oh, still? Uh, yeah. I bet there's monsters killing people all over that game. 100%. Uh, Battles are accompanied by colorful effects, screen shaking, and cries of pain. Players use a magical, redacted, and other attacks to defeat enemies in frenetic combat. Magical, redacted. Mm-hmm. Uh, As players try to find their way home, they can explore oh. and traverse terrain, interact with characters, Gollum? and battle <laughs> fantastical creatures, like zombie-like creatures and monsters. Is this one for Spoken? This one's Forspoken, yes. Okay. Oh. This is an action role-playing game in which the player assumes the role of a woman who finds herself teleported to a fantasy world. That is mature rating? Yeah. yeah. She says F and S all the time. The words F and, and we S. Don't know, we don't know that it's her saying it. Yeah. Someone's saying it. It's, it's, her, it's her redacted. Her, Someone uh, has a potty mouth. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, Vam- Vambrance, I think, is the redacted Embrace. Oh, oh wow, that would have given it away. That's whatever her weapon is. I don't know why F F word and S word tickles me. So I think it's because like it's just like everyone know like I don't like, like words are coming out of your mouth and then that's putting a word in people's brain. And yeah. so how is that different than saying the word? That's I mean, mm-hmm. sure. Actually, I have a question for you. We're gonna take a little uh a little strange corner here, Justin. Oh, let's let's do it. If one of your daughters was like said like that was fun AF, does that bother you? <laughs> No. Okay. I mean, um, <laughs> I did. My kids are uh, eight and five, and they got in a big argument the other day. And the five-year-old gave her bigger sister a huge middle finger. Whoa! Just like, just wow. bam! Like right in her face, <laughs> like an aggra- aggressive middle finger. And like, I was so like, I was so like flabbergasted that I didn't even like, I, I couldn't even like punish her. I was just like, I felt like I was like, what is happening? And like, I, I know it's not funny because like, you know, she goes to school. Like, you know, we gotta we gotta put a lid on this stuff. But it was like, 
I don't know. That, that's my whole story, I guess. But just like a really big, aggressive middle finger right in her sister's face. Wait, do you know where she would have even learned to do that? No, that's exactly what instead of like yelling at her and being like, we don't do that. I was trying to be like, hey, what does that mean? Like, tell me more about that thing you're doing. And then I, I already forget what she said. So it was like a couple weeks ago, but it was something like, um, like, oh, like that means I don't like you or like something like that. Thomas the Tank Engine did it. Yeah. It's been it's a real diesel. A real diesel. <laughs> uh, okay. A couple more games here. Next game. Uh, Cutscenes depict intense acts of violence, like a man slitting his throat to complete a ritual. There's a close up yeah. depiction of a man mauled and eaten by attack guards. And the word, the S word appears in the game. What? Uh, wait. Uh, Resident Evil 4. <laughs> This is not Resident Evil 4. Several environments depict large bloodstains with mutilated bodies on spikes and torsos with exposed entrails and viscera. A lot of spiked bodies these days. Yeah. I mean, this one could be Diablo 4. Could it just be Dead Space? This one one is actually Diablo 4. Yeah. Eaten by by guards? Attack guards. Which does, oh, wow. which I don't know what what makes you an attack guard. The guards are supposed to just defend. I was gonna say right? that's yeah. It's the opposite of <laughs> what a guard does. What's an attack guard? Yeah. That's gonna bug me now all day. Well, it's like who works at ESRB? You know, reviewing this stuff. It's like the uh, the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association. It's like a it's like a, 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 a guarded mystery who actually works there and rates these movies, right? Yeah, well, it, the the ESRB is actually voluntary, and um, and these descriptions are submitted by the developers and publishers, and they have an obligation to be like they can't like hide super violent stuff that happens later in the game. Like yeah. they are required to sort of be upfront about its most violent, yeah. and you know, uh, I think they yeah, I think they send a recording to ESRB yeah. so they can watch it, but they're not playing through the whole game to find it themselves. No. Mm. I'm still so bad uh, attack guards so you can have guard dogs or attack Mm. dogs yeah but like you can't have like yeah like what is this Mm. actually can't is this a live action Diablo 4 trailer yeah it just looked well not live action it's just it's just blizzards yeah blizzard CG is best in the biz still yeah crazy Uh, okay one more game We'll go through this quickly. In this game, eviscerated animals and mutilated corpses are depicted in some environments. The F and S words can be heard in the game. <laughs> Enemy attacks can result in redacted being decapitated, blown apart, or impaled. Resident Evil. Evil 4. Yeah. This is Resident Evil 4. Yeah. <laughs> Those decapitations are horrible in that game. And I can't, like, uh, what are they going to be like in the new one? It was so brutal in the original where you're like, oh, there's a chainsaw guy. And you're like, I wonder how many chainsaw attacks i can take and it's like yep. one just the one I, instant kill i am so excited to uh block a chainsaw with a knife in this yeah it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that footage is really great yep. so good the high level overview of this game is this is a survival horror game in which players assume the role of a government agent sent to rescue a character from a religious cult mm. it's, yep. not, it's not like a secret that it's the president's daughter right mm-hmm. well but maybe I think it's from the a... beginning, that's like I think they literally say that plot before they even mention it's Leon. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it was kind of a surprise in the first game, but like I guess just everybody knows now. Uh, I think "scoop" is the only S word that really matters. Right, it might be the only one that exists. The only yeah. S word. 
Yeah, but, but not yeah, not the S word, an S word, an S word. Uh, okay, real mature video games, lots of gory. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. Stuff coming up on the horizon. Now we'll check in with the Nintendo Seal of Quantity. This is your mm-hmm. this is your assurance that there is absolutely nobody running quality control on the Nintendo eShop. <laughs> Anyone can release anything out there. Despite this segment existing for <laughs> I don't know, a couple years now? Yeah, something like that. Uh, got a couple good ones this week. We begin out out this week on the Nintendo eShop for a Switch. Counter Bottle Shooter Pro Aim Master Target Battle Bottle Shoot 3D. I'll say it one more time. Oh, wait, I'm not even done. It goes, it's two lines. Okay. Attack guard. Counter Bottle Shooter <laughs> Pro Aim Master Target Target Bottle Shoot 3D Game Strike Pistol is the full sure. title. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a bottle shooter. Shoot <laughs> bottles. It certainly is. A counter bottle shooter. Yep. Oh man. One of my favorite things. I don't I think it was the last time we played this game where we realized that it's clearly a Nintendo requirement that the entire game title be in their eShop screenshots. Yes. And that just that's just the coup de grace of what makes this all so good. What look on the background is just like some like nice apartment complex where they was, set up bottles yeah. and then there's a real gun. Yeah, they're shooting around <laughs> these, these buildings. <laughs> look at that. I, water. I don't, it, it's like usually when you see these, you're like, okay, this is clearly a trainer for Counter Strike, or this is clearly a knockoff of Farm Simulator. But like, am I missing something where like we need to like, 
you know, terms stuff a title for shooting bottles in games? Like, what what is this about? A bottle like? Counter um, Bottle Shooter Pro Aim Master Target Bottle Shoot 3D Game Strike Pistol. It does have counter in the title, so this might also be another Counter Strike like thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe there's I, a thing in Counter Strike that resembles this, and this is pulling out that. Maybe even yeah, sometimes it seems like the assets because they're all mods, right? Yep. SEO salad, man. I love it. What? Mm-hmm. What an interesting time we've reached in video games where <laughs> you can, you know, you like one game and you'll buy other games with the intent of just getting better at the first game. Right? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Hmm. I think Chat GPT is going to be really good at making these uh, bottle shooters in just a couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> sure. All, all shovelware will be made by an AI in, in the coming years. <laughs> that one will set you back $4. Okay. This next one, I think we have a sequel. I think it's the sequel to a previous entry on the Nintendo Ooh. seal of quantity. Oh, this one is courageous deduction. Nori Two betrayed Nori. Ooh. This is the one that was released all in Japanese twist. Yeah. We'll pull Nori it up here. Been betrayed. The, uh, the, 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 ex- the description of the game is simply, yeah, this is it. <laughs> courageous <laughs> deduction Nori Two betrayed Nori. I really, <laughs> Really want to know about this game. This is the second one because I remember this sushi screenshot before. Yeah. Like this so amazing typeface. The description <laughs> of this game in its entirety on Nintendo's website in its entirety reads: A mysterious so- story set in a school is drawn and courage. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Oh, thank you for the screenshot. Okay, story set in a school is drawn and courage. I don't is that know the what same font that was used in the, well, that's <laughs> the title just, card? That's from Nintendo's website. <laughs> Curious deduction. So it may be, may be like a, a school mystery graphic novel, visual yeah. novel type game. I think, yes. But it's all in Japanese. There's not mm-hmm. a... Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that stock photo of uh, Sushi looks fantastic. Uh, the little onigiri? Yeah. That's a good yeah. well, one. I couldn't see. The, the game is only about good. 50. So. Yum. Hmm. Um, and then this one is good too. Uh, this one is called Midnight Runner Blade Galaxy Beat Puzzle Legacy 3D Games Ultimate Edition. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for fans get, of the original, yeah. this is the Ultimate Edition now. Yeah, game of the Year Edition. This mm-hmm. one sets you back $3. <laughs> and it's some sort of a parkour platforming sort of game in, 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 a, in a space with geometric mm-hmm. shapes. Do you think the gameplay actually looks like this screenshot? No. There's Probably no not. way. Probably. What if the game not. did and it was a really cool game? However, they keyword stuffed it so nobody will ever take it seriously. I was going to say, like, I, like on the scale of the Nintendo seal of quantity, this one actually looks okay. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they still are, they're going to get dinged for their title. Midnight Runner, Blade, Galaxy Beat, Puzzle, Legacy, 3D Games, Ultimate Edition. They got Blade in there for good reason. There's three of them right there. Yeah. Four. <laughs> Okay, a couple uh, honorable mention games. These aren't necessarily shovelware. They're just games that were released this week where just the title gave me a little bit of a chuckle. First one is called Right and Down. <laughs> and I looked it up. It's a, it's a roguelike dungeon crawler card game that is played oh. using only two buttons, right and down, and actually cool. has very positive reviews on Steam. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, that sounds um, like a Justin game. I mean, yeah, could be good. <laughs> right and Down. And the other one is called Snake Game. And it's just a version of Snake, the classic game. But the presentation is actually pretty interesting. It like 
it's made to look like you're playing on like a the cal- whatever that calculator we had to buy for high school. TI eighty two. Yeah, mm. it's like, really that's its they whole style. It on yeah. a TI screen. Yeah, that's it. Oh my gosh. that's it. That's yeah. Snake game available today. Is that the world map? That's the world map. Yep. Okay. Moving on from the Nintendo seal of quantity, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Casey Smith did. Casey says, as everyone always says, longtime listener, first time writing in, I've been listening to you all talk about Final Fantasy, and I've never played it myself. I grew up with the PlayStation 1 and 2, and then switched to Xbox to play Halo with my brothers, and I've stayed with Xbox for a while. Now I have a PC, Xbox, and a PlayStation 4. I just started playing Ghost of Tsushima, and I love it. I've always wanted to play the Final Fantasy games, and I was wondering, if I start playing Final Fantasy, which one would you recommend I start playing first? Did you say, they said they started with the PS1, that was their first console? Yeah, but never played Final Fantasy 7, or 8, 9, apparently. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, so, okay, so most people consider Final Fantasy 6 probably the best Final Fantasy. I don't know if that's like a controversial opinion, 6 or 7 generally seem like the most beloved um mm-hmm. i don't really know like you know those 16-bit games i don't i don't have a sense of like if someone didn't play those growing up we've talked about this on scoop before i think they remain very accessible very playable they don't feel too old or clunky to enjoy if you're a younger gamer that didn't grow up with them unlike 8-bit games that i think are a little bit harder to get into as a as a younger gamer so mm-hmm. i don't know like you can't go wrong with final fantasy 4 final fantasy 6 but Again, I don't have a sense of like, are they going to feel too old fashioned to someone that's maybe a little bit younger? Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, uh, I had this conversation with a coworker of ours, uh, Jeffrey. He's also on the social team and he's never played a Final Fantasy game. And I was like halfway through giving my spiel for which one he should play. And then he's just like, but I can't just play like the 10th game in a series. I'll be completely mm-hmm. lost. And so I feel like it is it is worth mentioning. These are completely disconnected games. You can yeah. start anywhere. They're not and the name's not. a lie. There's there hasn't have a, there's no final one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what about you can start going? anywhere. You can just go anywhere and start anywhere. And With you, the you exception of thirteen. Yeah. What about ten two and ten well, two? Yeah. All the mainline entries. All the mainline entries. Um. So what I told him ultimately <clears throat> was my favorite is ten, and I do think that that <clears throat> one holds up well, and it's also easy for people who haven't played a lot of RPGs because does not have the active time battle system anymore so you never feel rushed while you're playing it you can always sort of make your choices at leisure um but like tonally it's completely different from every other game in the series so um uh six is also like he said a very good place to start it's probably the best final fantasy um he said he likes ghost of tsushima so he likes action-based things so he might like 15 which is more action-oriented uh and i liked it quite a bit um but honestly like maybe wait a few months and if final fantasy 16 gets really good reviews then like the most modern game might be the best place to start yeah i was going to bring that up final fantasy 16 is out in june um but i'm curious you would not recommend he just jump into the final fantasy 7 remake that's exactly what i'd recommend hmm. i think that that one's so funny it's because it's gameplay wise i think it's the most accessible and the most modern uh and i think most people would have the most fun with it Uh, Once you get towards the end of that story, I think you will be confused as hell because you actually are supposed to play the first Final Fantasy VII to understand Final Fantasy VII Remake, which makes it confusing. But 
That being said, if you play through Final Fantasy VII Remake and you like it so much that you're compelled to play the original one, I feel like that's still safe. Well, and I, I think they plan on, on doing some backstory and explanations and stuff as they extend that into the three games. True. True. I mean, then, I think... Um, go ahead. I, just, I was just going to say that Nine's my favorite. And if you oh, grew nine. up in the PS1 era, like that was, you know, a later PS1 game. That's that's my personal soft spot for like best Final Fantasy game. I, I don't even know that I would say the best, but like it's the one that I personally yeah. identify with the most and like the most. And then we should add, yes. I think all of these right. games have been like remastered on for PS4. Right? Well, especially yeah. the, the new the new Pixel remasters. Are, I was just going to bring that up. That, this spring, the Pixel remasters are coming to PS4. So that's another he also option. Said he, he said he had a PC, so I don't know if literally all of them are on PC, but probably. Yeah. I believe, I believe like, yeah, actually, yeah. I think every fi- mainline Final Fantasy is at this point. Um, uh, Sam, I, I believe nine is four discs, actually. Uh, nice. Just, That's just, so I just, cool. My gut reaction was, I know Final Fantasy seven was three. Eight, I think, was also three. Maybe it was wow. four. I never knew they went to four. four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that game, that was almost entirely the final dungeon of the game. Yep. Cool. Yeah, because um, it was uh it's always like it's always like the opening and closing FMV or like an entire disc yeah, on their own. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Um yeah. The nine is I think is also a, a good suggestion because it sort of it was deviating from its fantasy elements by that point, but nine was sort of like bringing it back to the core and like sort of playing with all those tropes of like white mages and knights and stuff like that. So nine's so good. I'm looking at the screenshots. Nine is so good. I haven't played this game in like a long time, 15 years at least. Mm -hmm. And replaying, replaying the sort of remastered ones they did is nice because there are some quality of life uh, improvements. You can fast forward through things, which Mm -hmm. makes it so you don't have to wait nearly as long. Um, You can even like do sort of cheat things where it'll like max you out with like your HP and everything. And you can just sort of breeze through the game, which I don't recommend, but um, yeah, it's definitely more accessible than it's ever been. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for my troll answers now? Because they're they're not actually (laughs) troll answers. Troll answers. Well, the best Final (laughs) Fantasy and the most accessible from the 16-bit era era is Chrono Trigger. Nothing even (laughs) compares to it. And and if you like Final Fantasy, you know, six and five and four, um, try them. Uh, they're not accessible now. They're just not. I just played a bunch of six. And it's one of my favorite games ever. Um, it takes so long between everything to do anything. And the mm. fast forward helps, but it's kind of BS. And <laughs> they're wonderful games. The stories are written the, so poorly. It, I remember them being these like epics that are amazing, but they're just garbage. And that's because like games just couldn't do this stuff very well back then. Uh, but if you're going to play those, if, I would say six. If you have to choose Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger is better. Uh, uh, for an accessibility thing. Six is a better game, but Crowd Trigger is better. Just get in, learn how to play classic RPGs through. Um, but uh, Six, get the PDF version of the strategy guide. It is, mm-hmm. it is essential, and it's filled with art, and it's a complimentary experience, just like I recommend with Earthbound. Um, you you got to play it with something like that. Um, I, I recommend just using the original official strategy guide. It's Nintendo Power, I think, did it. It's, it's amazing. Um, so ch- try that. Um, and then my other uh, classic answer is one. I think one is a is the best example of a, a really well balanced, cool RPG. It's a pain in the butt, but yeah. now they give you all these re- reasons that are ways for it not to be, because you don't have to grind as much, you don't have to do like anything like that, and it kind of walks you through these kind of classic Final Fantasy things, like what everything is, and um, incredible music. It looks good. It's really fun. 
Unlike uh, Collins trolling on Twitter, NES games can be really good. Just people don't know which ones are fun to play still. Bionic Commando, Super Mario Bros. 3. Um, and I don't think I didn't see that, Colin. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> you know, I was uh, thinking of you when I posted that, and I was like, I hope Sam doesn't see this. <laughs> no, it's like the library has, it's like, it's like every library. There's, a, there's you know, 700 games, and a bunch of them hold up, and people have no idea what those are because they're not in the collections. That's just what happens with these things. They spin out of control and people are like, oh man, I tried to play Karate Kid. That's so bad. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. But, Karate Kid was bad at the time too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, everything's bad. I mean, think of how many bad games are in every system. That's just the nature of things. But I think Final Fantasy One's really fun and you can play Strategy Guy along with that. And um, it, it, I just think it's a great experience. And uh, I don't know, it's like, it's like an arcade version of RPG. It's really fun. I agree about Final Fantasy One, and um, they remade that on GBA with quality of life improvements. You well, can save anytime. There's like a minefield of, of of problems with every. Remember, like <clears throat> people are mad about every single Final Fantasy remake until the Pixel remasters, and I have no idea what Final Fantasy One to play. So I would just say the Pixel remaster is probably the way to go. Yeah. That on that, They're, people hate the, the the graphics they like replaced on what PSP they, and phones. Yeah, or something. Well, they keep yeah, they keep remaking them. Yeah, they've remade the original Final Fantasies several times, and then they never like. Eat every single one it's like oh it would be perfect except for this like you know so again i don't really know about the pixel remasters either but i feel like it's always sort of like they can't quite get <laughs> get it right i seven remake some... is so fun though like i really can't get away from like how fun that game is it's totally yeah. totally easy to play I am, I am actually replaying through seven remake right now and the combat is genuinely incredible um as as far as the first six go i'm biased in saying this but i played Five of those six games on the GBA, and to my understanding, they're, so they're GBA ones are considered to be sort of the best versions of any sort of ports and yep. remasters they've done. Uh, and most of them add content, and most of the added content is good. So um, remember when they just made a downloadable? Those, they made a downloadable sequel to four. They just yeah. made it on like the Wii. Oh yeah, show. that was terrible though. <laughs> I just can't believe that existed. It just was strange. <laughs> I think it was on pho phones first, and then it came to like the Wii or something. Could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it, Casey. We didn't provide a definitive answer, but hopefully we provided enough information that you could come to your own conclusion where you want to start with Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah, and Chrono Trigger played on DS. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. It's great on everything, but it's really good on DS. Uh, okay, moving on. This is Alan from State College, Pennsylvania. It says, with the recent success of the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes and the much-anticipated Resident Evil 4 remake on the way, do you think Capcom will keep this momentum going and remake Code Veronica, Resident Evil 5, and the not-so-beloved Resident Evil 6 in the future? I feel like this could give them a second chance to really knock Resident Evil 6 out of the park, learn from their mistakes with that particular title. Would love to hear your thoughts. So first of all, IGN confirmed, I mean, sorry, Capcom confirmed to IGN last year that they are not working on a Code Veronica remake. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's one that needs it the most. Um, yeah, I was, I was thinking about this because if you had asked me this question uh, like a year or two ago, I would have said, no, they're not going to remake 5 or 6 because it, it felt to me like there was sort of an impetus to get back to the roots of Resident Evil when they made 7 and 2 remake. Um, specifically in reaction to 6 sort of being very critically panned. But I looked it up today, and Resident Evil 5 and 6 are the two best-selling games in the series. Um, mm -hmm. 
which well, is I hilarious because they are generally considered to be the worst of the mainline entries. They sold very um, seven, well. I don't think they're the best have, selling. So I it's it, I got some conflicting data. One, both of them said five was up there and six was up there. Four might be between the two of them at some point, but it's. I think it's the remake of two. Is the best selling? Is it one. the highest? Yeah, really? I've got this, I've got Capcom's site up here up here right now. Um, and so by the way, Capcom's best selling game of all time, Monster Hunter World, followed by Resident Evil Seven. So that's number two. Okay. Okay. And then okay. Resident Evil Two Remake is also up there, but then Five and Six are after that. Okay, that's there. crazy. Thank you, thank you for that correction. Um, Those are still like really. That's so a very good selling game. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if you know Four sells really well and they want to just sort of keep going with it. But if they did. I think they would have to make some pretty major changes to those games because fundamentally, yep. I think they're not very good games. The best things about them are their co-op, but I think that's what they'd need well, to do. Some get might rid say of. Resident Evil Two and Three are fundamentally not good games, <laughs> and they made really good games out of them. So that's true. But I mean, I I, I really love the original first three Resident Evil games, honestly. But they're, they're um, super broken <laughs> and crappy now, and, and like the, the 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 leap to fix game would be just as much. I think it's just it's like the gap fair, to close is like a lot. It, they're big gaps to make them into yeah. modern three D beautiful games. Let alone a game that has a coherent story or like yeah. feels like a Resident Evil game, which is what five and six need. Well, I think six. I, I like five, but five is fine. I mean, why? It has some, it has some, it has some issues with the characters in it, mm. but like it, it is a like stupid, fun, shooty, you know, something. Mm. No, five's good. Six, six is the bad one. And six is also the racist one. And so that came, if they're well, going to no, remake it, that's five. Really? Five's yes. in Africa. Mostly. Oh, so five, five. Okay. You're, you're that's right. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. So six, six is the globe trotting one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And it kind of okay. has like mansions and police stations and stuff in it, which is <laughs> weird for six. They keep coming five, back. Yeah, five is in Africa. They got. I don't know why everybody. And I like Code Veronica as much as the next, you know, Resident Evil fan. But like, I feel like everyone, like Zero, just gets ignored and left behind in these discussions. Like, that's the one that's in the vein of like the remakes that they're doing now. Like, why did they that, skip that, over that zero? One, I think what happened before five and six. Yeah. I think it, honestly, if we, if I had to put money on the game they would remake next, I think they would remake one again. <laughs> uh, and I think it would probably make for yeah. the best. No, I best think game. that's the next one up for sure. I have no, they can't keep on going until they do that one. And then there's a really easy one on the table after four, which is, which is revelations those those mm. games just because like those are kind of easy to pull into those engines and people like them like th- those are games that like mm. got you know good reviews but i wouldn't be too excited about those you don't think I they mean, one, might want to remake uh zero i don't know what's going on with zero it's, it's not really it's, it didn't, did it get a pc port eventually or something i think it, it was did. remastered well, yeah, but it, like it's just been kind of left behind. Like, like I said, like I think I think zero, like zero is really good. Like it came out a couple years after Resident Evil remake and looks and feels like remake. And I don't know, like maybe bigger Resident Evil fans than me can point out all the reasons why it's not fitting. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I think one of its biggest issues was the the two character system where you just sw- mm-hmm. switch between the two, and they had extremely limited inventory. As you can see it on the screen now, you constantly had to like switch your uh, items yeah. between each other, and it was honestly extremely annoying. Um, but Sounds besides like- that, it had it had like good bones to it. Yeah, I think a remake could fix it. Yep. <laughs> Why does this look so good? So this is a this is an upraised version. This must be the remaster. I mean, honestly, remake that was on GameCube still looks really good. Yeah, yeah it does. 
Does it really? Low res, but I, <clears throat> I remember it looking good. I mean, Resident Evil, I, I, I was uh, kind of rolling my eyes a little bit where it's like, oh, they should remake the original. But like, yeah, like four looks so gorgeous and so high fidelity that like, you know, kind of giving it that treatment. Yeah. Also giving it the full 3D. Yep. Yeah. Instead yeah. of doesn't, pre-rendered doesn't room. Doesn't zero go right into one? Yeah. Yeah, it does. So like it's, that it's, would be, that would be cool, right? If it was like a, a full package, it was like zero and one because one's kind of short. Fun. And I, I, short I think too. zero probably was, yeah. So I think I think that would make sense as like this well, kind of you know Resident Evil Origins or something. If I remember correctly, basically what happens at the beginning of Resident Evil One, there's these two teams from Stars, Alpha and Bravo, and I think Bravo team is the one in in one because they go after Alpha team, and Alpha team is the team that exists in zero, and they're dealing with another sort of incident with a bunch of slugs and crap. Um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. If they were to try and remake five and six, I think they would have uh, an uphill battle trying to get people excited about them. Yep. So it's probably not worth the, you know, the investment and the time. Yeah. I am very excited for four remake though. Me too. It's, it's funny. It's funny to me thinking about the series because in the West it's called Resident Evil, but it's actual title in Japan is Biohazard. Um, and I, I do think Resident Evil is a better name. But there's really only like two games that primarily take place within a residence. And that is one, which one is the seven. mansion and seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Besides that, it's like most like a lot of it's outside. Some of it's in cities. Like it's really all over the place. Yeah, that's like Contra. There's, in Europe, it's called Probotector. And there's only a Probotector in Contra 3 the Alien Wars. <laughs> I mean, and they, you know, Capcom brought this to get like Resident Evil 7 was Resident Evil 7 colon Biohazard. And then in Japan, it was Biohazard 7 colon Resident Evil. <laughs> so it's like they fixed it. They solved it. Like they rebranded in the same way that like Yakuza is now known as the Like a Dragon franchise or so. So I thought. But then not nah, Resident Evil 8. It's just Resident Evil 8 again. Like, no, it's more confusing. They just called it Village. We, there might still be an 8. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. There's no, there's no literal eight in it, but they did that thing <laughs> well, where they made yeah, the a Roman numeral eight yeah. out of the word village. I'm, just, I'm very excited to see them try to get an X, an IX into whatever <laughs> Resident Evil Nine is. <laughs> That's what made, it makes me laugh so much that with Village they did the V I I I thing because it's like, is that is that why the game is called Village? Like, <laughs> is it just a happy coincidence? Like, how did that how did that come together? Resident Evil 9. Mixer. It's a slug giraffe, remember that? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Extracurricular activities. Before we were taping, uh, Sam said, revealed, he's just watched the entire John Wick trilogy, and I can't wait to hear his thoughts on that. <laughs> Yeah, for the first time, because it's on HBO Max, uh, as the trilogy, mm -hmm. and I'm vaguely aware of the series, and I mainly through Damon and through other people, I actually don't, I don't really, I don't know why, I just bounced around it and never really settled on it, but I was like, I'll watch this. It's been raining a lot, and there's like nothing to do, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, first, first of all, those movies have some of the worst music I've ever heard in them, <laughs> constantly. It's just constant garbage, like fake house music it's so bad or like heavy metal with like new rap over it's just <laughs> awful and like i i had to keep turning down the movie and turning it up again to just like you know 
hear the fantastic dialogue. No. Mm. Uh, the, uh, but yeah, I, somebody, I mean, I can't believe like the country song origins of this, that the, the dog in the car thing. And like, it's just hilarious. And um, so I was watching the first movie and I was like, I understand what people like this. And I, I enjoyed it. I, first of all, I like all these movies. I couldn't wait to watch the second one. And I was like, this I, Keanu Reeves is like so magnetic and he's just really fun to watch. And I just had a great time watching it. And it was like, but what I wanted to know this whole movie is how the heck are they going to set up the second one? And then when I found out how they set up the second one, they were like, well, he still has to get his car back. It was like really funny. <laughs> that was great. And then in the third one, they kind of set it up. Like now everybody wants to kill him. So that makes sense. And then they set up the fourth one at the end of the third one. So they're, they're 100% comic booking it. And then what I didn't expect also, because I thought these were going to be like, what's the action movie that you said is like the best video game movie ever? The Double Dragon one? The Raid. The Raid. The Raid. Oh, the Raid's I thought, so it was be, I thought it was going to be more like that, where it's just like bubblegum action. But instead, there's this like, it's video, very video game. It's level. all this world building, um, right? World building. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> it's yeah. like you see that coin the first time. And like somebody's mentioned that to me before. So like, I'm not like a t- total, you know, virgin to this stuff, but I was like, Oh, and, and then the next movie, it's like, it's all about that. And then the third movie, it's like, here's where the coins are made. It's so <laughs> funny. And um, yeah, I mean, what else is there to say about it? Like, I got a, I got a little eye glaze for some of the, the fighting. And then they bring it back around and you're like, well, this is really interesting what just happened there. And by the, the third one, like, it gets gorier, um, mm. surprisingly. They got to keep topping themselves. It's punchy, kicky, and there's, there's you know, limbs flying mm. and stuff like that. But once he like, gets like a shotgun with slugs, it looks like Resident Evil 4. It's like kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so with the other Laura stuff, it's just such weird choices. Like they just showed like the telephone bank and I don't know. It reminds yeah. me of umbrella Academy or like all these other things have these like kind of cabals running things and the cops never help. And by the way, I love the cop. I think his name is Jimmy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come and check he's up from he's like, some, he's from newsroom. What happened? Yeah. Like do I, you know, is everything okay? Gas leak or something. And he walks away. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I like those movies. Yeah, they're, they're like they're such good. Like it's immaculate action. Like some of the best yeah. action and practical effects and like stunt work ever. But like the two and three, like they're trying too hard, in my opinion, and they get pretty cringy. Um, I still enjoy them from like an action spectacle standpoint, but I could do without the uh, just all the lore setups. Maybe also, you needed to watch them for eight hours straight. <laughs> I didn't actually do it. By, by three in particular, it's like everyone in that city is an assassin and it's all, it's like, all right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is, it's like literally every person you walks by is. There, there's an Uncharted 3 knockoff in that where they're like, you know, he has to walk through the desert for a long time. And then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's really short. It's like, it's like four minutes long. They're like, go to the desert and walk for a long time and then keep walking and then they like show it. And it's like maybe like 30 seconds of establishing shots with them getting there. And then like he trudges and falls. <laughs> it's like, you can tell they like curtail the stuff. Like, no, 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 we got to get back to the motorcycles guys. Yep. <laughs> um, I watched a couple of things of note recently. I watched Kaleidoscope on Netflix. Ooh. Anyone watch this? I don't know what that is. It's no. on our, it's on our list. It's um so it's a heist show with starring Giancarlo Esposito. And uh-huh. the gimmick is that you're supposed to be able to watch it in any order and it it randomizes the order for oh, every viewer. Okay. Didn't that um the the show Love and Robots what's what, what's the yeah. robots? Well Love and well, Love Death and Robots. But that's an robots, yeah. that's an anthology show. Like they're not the stories yeah, but, aren't connected. Yeah, I know. I know, but it did did, did shuffle it, right? That was the thing. Yes. People yeah. watched them out of order, yeah. which is really cool. I love that. Well, it's a yeah, it's a I, Maybe a novel idea. It ends up being a gimmick here because, well, first of all, it would be more meaningful if there are other people watching it that you knew that you could talk about. Because otherwise, I just, we watched it. 
I don't know anyone else who's watched it, so I can't like compare what their experience was. I just had my uh-huh. experience, right? And also, it's not very. It's just not a very good heist story. When it, it's uh-huh. like, I was like on the hook. I wanted to watch the whole thing to see where it ended up, but then where it ended up it was like, well, that was kind of that was kind of much ado about nothing. Mm. So I don't really recommend uh, Kaleidoscope. However, I also just uh, I finished the first season of Yellowstone. Dude, we're oh, watching nice. Yellowstone. Yeah. We're on season three now. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean. Justin, that show is very different from what I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. like, is it, mm-hmm. is it a soap opera? It's kind not. Of. It's like a, well, it's like a crime drama where people are killed all the time. Oh and yeah. The, you definitely hear, <laughs> you definitely hear a lot of the F word and the S word in it. Yeah. yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of F and S word. It's soap opera-y, though, in the sense that, like, it's a hard show to describe because it's like, well, it's about a family and their trials and tribulations. And you're like, yeah. well, okay, like, what does that mean? But, like, it feels, it's sort of like, it's sort of like Sopranos. It is, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Except not, I want to be clear, it's not as good as The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. No. But it's good. It's, it's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I, in my mind, just from watching season one, it's not up there with the greats, Sopranos, Breaking mm-hmm. Bad, The Wire. Does it it's draw not that kind you of guys show. in as like, I have to watch this the rest of the series? Like, yeah. that type of thing? I'm, yeah, I'm enjoying it's good. Yeah, it's I'm a good page turner. They get, we're in season three now, and they seem to really be, it's getting, believe it, I don't know if this is how this is possible. It's getting more and more cowboy as it goes. <laughs> it's, it starts pretty cowboy. And like, it's, it's like, and now it's like, there's like these long country music interludes and like a lot more <laughs> cowboy scenes. Cool. When I, doubling down. When I found horses? out that a lot I, of horses. Well, there we go. Cool. When I found there's out horses. it had nothing, it has nothing to do with Yellowstone National Park, right? Nope. Well, yeah, but so when I found like that the, out, I was like, what is this show? <laughs> the, 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 the ranch that they own is huge. It's like this giant, yeah. it's like hundreds of thousands of acres and it borders up against Yellowstone National Park. Oh, and that's, okay, okay. And the, and the ranch is called the Yellowstone. And so that's where, gotcha. you know, and, and basically you find out that Kevin Costner's character, the owner of the ranch is basically like a crime lord. Oh like, yeah, for sure. He okays hits on yeah. just people that he doesn't yeah. like. <laughs> Okay, Corral. Yeah. Um, I uh, I'm also just finished the first and apparently only season that will ever exist of the canceled Netflix series uh, 1899. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Which, um, weird show. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, it's trying to outlast Lost or trying yep. to outdo Dark, which I the first season of Dark was super cool. And it's made by those creators, so it's like that. That was a German show. Um, everybody speaks in German. That this is really interesting because. It's a bunch of people on a boat from different backgrounds and they all speak their native native language the whole time. Yep. So there's a bunch of people that speak in English to talk to each other. And sometimes they speak German to talk to each other. Mm. So I thought that was like really clever, but yeah, I mean, I, you can't really say anything about it other than like, it's like a, you know, a lost ship mystery where, you know, once weird things start to happen, it goes like so magical realism that like, it, it's hard to like, kind of get your mind around like where this is going to go, where it's satisfying. And then it kind of goes exactly where you think it's going to go. And um, I don't know, like it's, it's really fun to watch because it's expensive. Yeah, like, it does look, crazy. it does look expensive. They, well, it ends on such a crazy twist that like, I can't, I can't even give any hints, but it's just, it's just crazy. Like the show is not what you think it is. It's very lost esque in that way. Like it's a completely different thing. And then it ends on this like cliffhanger to end all cliffhangers and it was canceled. Mm. Yeah, or like leftovers was yep. like that too. So it's like, well, all right, I guess. Well, no, leftovers that. actually ended. 
Yeah, well, and this this technically had a resolution, so it's like it's not yeah. the worst thing. I, I was really worried it'd be worse than that, but it's also like it kind of is a tease too. Right? Yeah. It's both things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all, I think we all watched Last of Us, right? So yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I did watch Last of Us, and I, I liked that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the it's... best thing about Last of Us was that social thing that I think Taylor started about the the bread Easter egg. Yeah, that was so mm-hmm. cool. That was yeah. the coolest thing about the show. Like, if anything in the game was that clever, I'd be so much more bullish on this game. So, so what Sam is referring to is there's a theory um, that I, the first I heard of it was from Taylor, who uh, works at IGN. But um, Jakarta, they mention sort of in passing in the first episode, and Jakarta has, I, I believe, the world's largest flour mill, and a lot of the world gets flour from them. And the idea is that the the cordyceps is, was actually initially sort of spread through that. Um, vector, um, and that's why it got across the world so quickly. Um, through cake, y'all. Through and if cake. you if you watch that first episode, there's like four instances where the main characters narrowly miss eating yeah, cake. Yeah. the cookies. Yeah. Cake? No, and it's no like cake first, for me. Like first oh, I'm one a- was uh, pancakes. They didn't have any flour for pancakes, so mm-hmm. he didn't have mm-hmm. that. Uh, the second one was she was uh, they were offered muffins, which they gave to the grandma who then who got infected. Yeah. Um, they also offered the daughter cookies, which she didn't want because there were raisins in them. Uh, and then the last one was uh, Joel forgot to pick up a birthday cake for himself. Um, mm-hmm. So there were, I, I, like, I feel like this has to be true because that feels like too intentional to put like four baked goods in an episode. I well, think and it's maybe also, like- also th- there's a theory that cordyceps is spread through likable characters. And since there's no likable characters <laughs> in the series, like, <laughs> they're all safe. Of- oh, that's, wow. that's a joke. That's a joke. I, mean- <laughs> I do like the characters. I mean, I nothing. Like- I like these- the scripts for any television show or movie are so tight that there is no, there's no dialogue. There's nothing that's in a show for no reason. Like, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't mean that there's, Oh, there's intent and secret meaning behind these muffins and pancakes. But like, if a character declines something or whatever, like it's either building their character or advancing the lore. Like if it doesn't serve a purpose, it would be cut from the script. And so Mm -hmm. if it's not informing something about their state of mind or who they are as a person, then like, yeah, I, I think that that theory is extremely plausible. Yeah. We don't need to answer this here because I know how upset people are about spoilers for anything. But do we know, just yes or no, where this series ends? And like in terms of like the games, like is it all of Last of Us? Like, do we know that fact at all? I feel I like there know. are some interviews early on that sort of alluded to them okay. intending to continue on with part two. And they haven't and really it, talked about it. I think but the season like, is, is the first two game. Is like, if, if the season one is the first game, that, that's cool because it's a concise story and everything. Mm-hmm. But season two, like, yeah. that's, a, that's a time jump away. Like a long... Well, well so they, they would probably... Go ahead. So Bella Ramsey, who plays uh, Ellie... She's playing a 14-year-old in the show, but she is 19 in real life. Yeah, I've and heard that. and Ellie's 19 in part 2. So, she could theoretically play Ellie. She might just look a little bit young. Yeah. But um I think it'll be very interesting to see how they tackle um part 2 if they do it. Um I know there's a lot of, you know, uh conflicting opinions on the story of that game. I love it. I think uh They'll either they'll, they might have to make it into two seasons because it's twice. But as there's long stuff that happens yep. between them, right? So they could just do a whole season of things we haven't seen, right? Uh, and I think that's what the the multiplayer game they're making alludes to, like sort of stories happening all over the world. So I think yeah. 
that they could theoretically pull from. Like I that. watched The Walking Dead; they stretched that so thin compared <laughs> to the comic books. That's so true. like, but yeah. um, I don't want them to stretch anything. You know what I mean? No. But but I think one thing that will be interesting is uh, I'm going to be vague because I don't want to spoil anyone on The Last of Us Part Two. But there's the game is split into two halves very distinctly, mm-hmm. and I think they could either do like a second season was the first half and the third season is the second half, which would be interesting. Um, they, or I think they'll they mix them, mix them like they did with two towers. Cause the yep. book two towers is two separate books. One is the, the, the trio, um, the three best friends that anyone ever had, uh, legally Gimli, Le- legalist Gimli and Aragorn. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is Sam and Frodo and the Sam and Frodo section is boring as hell. And so reading that book is interesting because one half is super fun and the other half is just like a, just dragging out. But the movie intersperses between the two. Sorry, I, I apologize. But the movie intersperses between the two very effectively. And I think they could do that um, for part two pretty well. Like I think they could do one si- one episode like from the first section, another episode from the second section because they kind of, you know, take place around the same time and they just sort of do that back and forth. I think they could do that pretty effectively. Yeah. I, I, I hope that there, I think that there's three really great seasons of television here across the mm-hmm. two games and hopefully they leave it at that. Yeah. I think they're making a part three. Oh, well, dude, yeah, but that they, will be, if they make it, money on these seasons, it's going to be the same thing as game of Thrones. It's going to be like, no, we have oh. to make more seasons of these. <laughs> no. And I agree. I do think that they're making uh, last of us part three, the video game, but that won't be, you know, like it's going to be a game of Thrones situation, right? Like yeah, this, this show could totally scoop. The video game. So I, I, I have a, I have a theory that um, they're making part three now because I think that they, they've gone all in on the last of us. And I think that they're well aware of the show happening because they've helped make it. And so I think that they want to have that source material ready. So I think theoretically, like The Last of Us Part 3, if they started making it after Part 2 was over, could be out in two, three years. Um, yeah, it's possible. And so if it is out in two or three years, that's plenty of time for, for them to have made it before, uh, before the show catches up with it. And if that's mm-hmm. true, then uh, I think that's where... I think that's where, at the very least, Ellie's story would end. I don't think that they would go past that in a game. That's tight timing, Colin. I know, I know, you're right. And then game delays, and it's yeah. interesting. I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't mind. Like, I, it could be, it's possible that the people responsible for writing the games that everybody likes will fully switch to focusing on a TV show. If, I mean, that's 17 million watch figure, and you know, like, there's a lot of pressure on companies once they start producing a show to keep going because like it employs a huge staff and they're yep. successful and they win awards. Like, it's not like an auteur is going to be like, we cannot do this because the video game has to come out first. <laughs> like that, that's not cool. If you do that, once you have a successful show and that's not what George R. R. Martin did. Right. He was like, go for it. Y'all like, mm-hmm. like employ these people finish the story. And like, I have respect for that. Doesn't make, doesn't make the product better. It's good it was- for people though. I was very surprised they didn't like officially announce uh, a second season right right after the premiere because I had huge numbers. Yeah. It was the second yeah. highest premiere of the new too, show right? for That's HBO. really common now. Yep. Yeah. So so the, the fact that they didn't do that it makes me su- consider just like well maybe they are kind of wanting to keep it a limited series, but we'll see. In any case, it's off to a good start. I liked it. Agreed. And that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Jack in York, England. 
let cool. the questioning begin. If you ever have a chance to go to, to York, it's amazing. It's a mm. ringed castle town. The ringed wall is, is, is intact, and it has head spikes, as we've heard right. multiple times from the SRV around <laughs> that town. It is really cool. York. So this is this is old York? Yeah, classic York. Mm. York Zero. York classic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was this game released uh, in this century? Yes. Is this game on the Nintendo Switch? Yes. Ooh. All right, three questions. Let's get it. Let's just guess arms. Is this game a console exclusive to the Nintendo Switch? No. Is this a game that was originally released prior to when the Nintendo Switch was available? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Is this a... call the addition of it on the Switch a port? Yes. That's five. Is this a uh, old Nintendo game that's been made re-available on the Switch? What in your mind is a Nintendo game? A game that they <laughs> developed, the game that Nintendo developed or published? No. Interesting. Uh, wonderful 101. Um, <laughs> uh, hmm. I mean, there's a ton. W- was this game developed in the United States? No. Was this game developed in... Sorry, God. Do you play as a human? Yes. Uh, Okay, so it's an older game that was ported to the Switch. Not made in the US, not made by Nintendo. Colin, I think you should ask your question. What what, what it's going to be, was this game made in Japan? Was this game made in Japan? Yes. Should we ask if it was originally made for the Wii U, or do we think that it's even older than that? I mean, it can't be that much older than that, but I mean, it could be... So, okay, so it could be, I don't know, Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz? It's true. Like, but it's not... You you did ask, was it released this century? And then the answer is yes. So it's from at least 2000 on. So it's not, it's not like a 16 bit. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Is this from before? Was the original game from before 2010? Yes. That's 10. All right. Yeah. That eliminates a ton of games. Yep. That eliminates the Wii U too. For sure. And it's not made by Nintendo. It is. It yeah, was developed game. in Japan. And he said he categorized it as a, a port or a remaster. What did you what did you say? I'm sorry. A, a port on Switch. Okay. Could it be no Bandetta's Wii U, right? Well, it was PS3 and 360 first. The original which, was, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that could have been before 2010. Bandetta's a pretty good candidate. I think it might have been a little after 2010 because He did say he plays as a human and she's a witch. I don't know if witches count as humans. Witches are humans. Know. Come on, man. Wow. Wow. Oh, sorry. I'm witchist, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a typical muggle. Am I right? <laughs> I don't even know how to use that word right, by the way. I explained to me. I, I, was, I, I was explaining to my wife the other day how Alucard is half vampire because his dad's a vampire and his mom's <laughs> a human. But then she she dropped the bomb on me that like humans are turned into vampires and so why, if you have a kid, why is it like, you know, when a horse and a donkey have a kid and it's like half donkey, it's like, why is Alucard half vampire? What kind of sense does that make? And I said, that's a good point. 
He only has one <laughs> sharp canine. We'll bring um, it up to Iga. <laughs> okay, so interesting era. Do we want to try to get like genre? What are I we feeling? What I'm saying is that vampires don't have their own DNA. It's like a human <laughs> is turned into the state of being a vampire. That's fair. That's fair. They're not their own yeah, species. It's like, it's like when you have when you when you marry a coward, your baby is not a coward. Exactly. Well, there's a good chance it will become a coward. Yeah, but that's nature. Well, that's nature versus nurture. Yeah. That's 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 the classic. The Prince of Darkness <laughs> might influence your your childhood. Um, hmm. let's see. Hmm. Do you uh do you kill a lot of stuff in this game about killing? Nope. It's not about killing. A pretty solid not killing game. Oh, and you play as a human, so it can't be Monkey Ball. Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Played some Monkey. Are there, like puzzle game. games and stuff like that where you play as a human during that era. Icarus. You don't play as a human in Picross, do you? you you're, 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 no idea. Nobody's you're just you. ever known. That game, you. Is pure, that game is pure interface. Um, Tetris. They're also not <laughs> ports. They're all new Picross games on the Switch. Um, would you call this game a puzzle game, a platformer, or a driving game? No. <laughs> yes. Is this a role-playing game? <clears throat> no. Last ah. three. Yeah, my mistake. <laughs> Hmm. Was the answer to killing yes? No. No. Oh, the answer was no to killing. Yeah, it's a peaceful game. You don't drive sport, RPG, or platform. What about Stardew Valley? Oh, that was made in Japan. Okay, what about like a Harvest Moon or something like like a Rune Factory? Mm -hmm. True. It could be an older Animal Crossing. Well, no, because they're not on the Switch. And they're Nintendo games. Yeah. Sims are interesting. Um, mm. Is this some kind of like uh, is this some kind of simulation or farming game? No, you wouldn't call it that. No, 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 hard no. Well, but what would you call it? <laughs> Why didn't you just tell us the name of the game? <laughs> That'll make this so much easier. Hmm. I don't know. We're floundering here. Um, yeah. We started off so strong. Was this game on the Wii? Yes, that's fifteen. What was Zach and Wiki? Is Zach and Wiki on the Switch? Yeah, yeah, no, it's on the Wii, but it's not ported to Switch, as far as I know. I, I, okay. If anybody here knows differently, okay. Well, I don't know if it's on the Wii, or I don't know if it's on the Switch, but it meets the other criteria because it was a Wii game made in Japan that's peaceful, that's not any of the genres we talked about. Mm-hmm. There's boom blocks. Yeah, it's weird to think of Wii ports to Switch. That's actually a little uncommon, especially when it's not a Nintendo game. Yeah, was was stuff like that. So Xenoblade Chronicles, the original one, that was that's before a, this. That was before Nintendo owned them. But that's an RPG game. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Hmm. Is this no a, more heroes? But that's a violent game. I would. I is it? Can we ask if it's a Capcom game? Well, so how many questions do we have left? Five, Four questions four. and a guess. Yeah, I mean, go for it. I, mean, it, I don't know if it'll help. Is it a Capcom game? Yes. Interesting. We're zeroing in yeah. on Zack and Wiki here. Or... So that was made in Japan, then I guess. I guess yeah. I, I, I assumed it was Ubisoft for some reason. I don't know why. No, it's a Capcom game. 
Isn't it? Okay. Did I dream that? <laughs> no, I think you're right. Uh, do you play as like a little pirate? Well, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry, Colin. Like that, that's a fight. Like I'm fine to ask that, but like, but you want to get a little bit more general. Well, we know it's a Capcom game, and so now I'm yeah. thinking about Resident Evils that were on the Wii, or you know, other violent. shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, this game's not violent though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not um, okay. 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 Yeah. So it's not. So it's a non-violent Capcom game. Yeah. How about this? Red- is- is this game part of a series is one we could ask. I like, I mean, exactly so, sorry. It's its only game, right? Colin, you can ask your question about if you play as a weird pirate thing in this game. I think that's good. Are you sure? Well, just because yeah. I There's was also think- like Phoenix Wright and stuff like that from Capcom. There's just other games. Yeah, but they're not on. Yeah, they're not on the Wii. They were all. I, I, I'm shocked. If I actually. Is. I thought I, I might. I would. I, I actually. Play, I would like to play it. If it you're is, probably it right, though. That is probably not ported to the Switch. So, you know, what Capcom obviously... I, I, I missed that entirely. What else does Capcom do? They obviously have Mega Man. That's, That's about killing things, though. Sure. Yeah. And it's a platformer. I, I, I really think the series thing would help. I mean, yeah. it's about okay. blowing up robots. Yeah, but we also know it's not a platformer. And we know it's not violent. So it's not Resident Evil or, or Mega Man. Mm-hmm. What, what was the question we asked? Was it do you kill people or is it violent? I don't know. I think the the question was: Is there killing? Is it about killing? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's like Street Fighters, but I don't know if any of those were ported to Switch. Yeah. Hmm. Super interesting. That is very interesting. There's also the Disney stuff, like the I think Ducktales was ported to the Ducktales remake was ported. That's an old game, right? Well, remake was a Wii game, I think. Let me get into weird territory of like we asked the century the game was released. It's like, what about if it's a compilation? What does that mean? Yeah. We we can ask this franchise the series question. Well, what if, if there's a Zach and Wiki 3DS game? I don't <laughs> know if that's true. I don't. If Zach if Zach and Wiki's on the Switch, I want to download it and play it because that game's great. Yeah. Well, is this game part of a series? Yes. Oh. What series? What did they possibly do? Like, there's Okami, but you play as a, a wolf in that game. Okami is a good one. Yeah, but you play as a human. Yeah. And Monster Hunter, you do killing. Yeah, maybe exactly. That's the problem with Zach and Wiki. Is that, like, I don't know if they had like a DS or mobile game sequel or something. I don't. I don't think it there's, did. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, okay, Ace Attorney. I feel like there was a new. I feel like there's like an Ace Attorney port on the Switch. They were there only, is. they were only, but they were only handhelds. No, there was an Ace Attorney on on Wii also. Are you thinking some some that made it? There's also a Harvey Birdman game that they made too. Yeah, I don't think there's any. I think all the Ace Attorneys and the Apollo Justice and the and the Miles Edgeworth games. Very DS, right? Yeah, they were all on DS. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. I think so. Well, would you call that series and Zack and Wiki an adventure game? They're both adventure games, right? Yeah. So we can ask that. Is it an adventure game? It's part of a series. I'm asking that. Is it okay. an adventure game? Yes. <sighs> One more question and a guess. Oh, man. This Capcom- so we can do, do you practice law in this game and eliminate <laughs> that? Or we can do, do you, or we can go the Zack and Wiki, are you a little pirate? boy and then eliminate <laughs> that and then just try to lucky guess it i don't know what you want like i played Je- zach and wiki and i have positive memories of it but i don't remember 
you have a little sidekick too, right? Do you have a little monkey sidekick yeah, or how did that, yeah. How did that game work? You, you had a little monkey sidekick. Yeah. And you're, you're like a little swashbuckler. You have like a little sword. What was that? Capcom did a bunch of, they did like ghost trick too, which was also an adventure game in that era, but not, not part of a series. Ghost yeah. And I wish I knew if it had waggle controls It's pointer controls. I can wiki, right? Is that right? Yeah. Maybe I'm. Maybe we could ask that we could ask if the game has pointer controls. It's just we don't wow. have a question. Or maybe I'm wrong about none of the Phoenix rights being on Wii. I really, I, don't, I, I really didn't right, think though. so. I think you're right. I don't think there are, but I, there are. There, it was a downloadable eShop game. I think series, like a little downloady thing, mm. something like that. Um, let's just ask about the. You know, do you have a monkey sidekick? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm almost positive that there's no monkey. <laughs> Does it take place on a tropical island? But yeah, go we're for all it. pretty sure that doesn't have a sequel, though, right? We're pretty sure, but we don't know. We're we're a little bit lost in the woods here, Colin. This is just how it goes sometimes. <laughs> Which That's one of those true. questions do you want to ask? It's probably neither of these. And Capcom had some other adventure game series that we're just yeah, not remembering. We want to eliminate Wiki, and then we can hail Mary it. Hmm. Either way, I don't care which way we phrase it. Do you, do you play as a little uh, pirate boy in this game? No. Okay. Not. So okay. what's the um what's the uh series that's like well there's like rub rabbits. I don't think that was Capcom. That was Sega. That was Sega. Uh Sega. Series two. Like that that makes it really interesting. Um so like yeah, we have your Street Fighters, your uh, uh a bunch of licensed games. We probably should have asked if we mentioned this yet. That would have helped. Too late. Are we on our last question? Is that what? Yeah, this yep. is it. You're on your guess. Yep. All right. Well, yeah. So overconfident at the start. I'm thinking it's the DuckTales remake. It's not a platformer, though. No, you don't play as a human, though. And you, yeah, you play as a duck. I don't know. Uh, let me just give me one second, and then we'll we'll go with. What was that ghost trick thing you were talking about? Yeah, what's Ghost Trick? Well, that was also not a Wii game. That was that was also a DS game. Capcom did a lot of interesting stuff on the DS in that era. Monster Hunter, Red Steel's Ubisoft. Resident did they Eagles. do? Did they do like a, a Harvey Birdman game at one point? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned that. But that wouldn't have been ported to Switch, right? I don't think so. There'd be no demand for it. <laughs> All right, we don't have it. Well, shall we give up? No, we should at least guess. We should at least guess Phoenix Wright. Okay, so Ace Attorney Phoenix Wright. Well, but I don't even know like which. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to call it. Like, it's 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 probably Phoenix Wright. You play as a human. It's not about killing people. I'm probably wrong about it not and being Capcom on the Wii. Didn't make Trauma Center, right? No, that was Atlas. I don't know. I, I, I guess it's probably just the first, like the first so our it, best guess yeah. is Phoenix Wright something something. Yeah, Phoenix. The first one's Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Is it Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney? It sure is. Hey! Yeah. Was on the Wii? Yeah. Um, I didn't a remember port that, at that all. Craig Harris called incredibly lazy. <laughs> 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 it's the DS assets on the Wii. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah I'm sure, I, I bet that's what was tripping us up for so long. Just, we just didn't and can you tell us if Zach and Wiki had sequels and his own Switch? Because I want to play them. No sequels with Zach and Wiki. 
And it's Did strange. you guys ever play these games? Trapped on the Wii. No, I never have. I want they're to. Phoenix, so, right? I love them. They're so good. The writing in them is so funny and clever, and they just feel very... Um, they're very like cozy games where you become oh, really good. Games. You can become really good friends with the characters and like there's actual gameplay behind. It's so much more clever than you think it is. Where like you cross examine these witnesses and then you have to like spot them in their lie. Mm-hmm. And then like, no, no, no. Like I know that's not true and I have the evidence to prove it. And it's, and you, know, you annoy the judge. If you do the hold it's when you, you do them wrong, they're like, what? Yep. That, that just, just saying what he ate for breakfast. You- I was just go ahead. Did you play the ports on the Switch? No, I like that's what I was just gonna say is that like I love the original trilogy, but then there's more. There's like one or there's an Apollo Justice game, and then Phoenix Wright comes back for another game, and I never played those. And like I always see like every eShop sale, the they go on they go deeply discounted. It's like get all the games for like 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I always think about buying them and I haven't yet. Well, listen to the journey this game has had. The Phoenix Wright was released on the GBA in Japan yeah. in 2001. Oh, well, yeah, they were, G- they, were, they were GBA games. Yeah. Huh. Ported to the Nintendo DS Worldwide in 2005. Ported to the Wii in 2010. Ported to the 3DS in 2014. Um, oh, it was also ported to iOS back in 2010. And then it hit uh, PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One in 2019. Just okay. last year, it was ported to Android. Yeah, There's like a million good. different ways the porting issue yeah. could have tripped us up throughout this whole thing. <laughs> I have a couple of them on uh, iPad. I guess, I guess it's just iOS, but I chose. I, play, I replayed one on my iPad, and that was good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still making them. That's what I'm looking up now. They made a couple... There was a child version. They made a couple spinoffs. They made a bunch of spinoffs. There's yeah, one that... Edgeworth. Yeah, they made a couple Edgeworth spinoffs, but those those are those are a little bit the gameplay's different. Like you're walking around from like an isometric perspective and exploring environments instead of it being like a point and click adventure. But then they made the Ace Attorney Chronicles, which is like it's the same gameplay but takes place in ancient times. Cool. Yeah. And wasn't Can there I, a crossover with Professor Layton? Yes. Yeah, that first Professor Layton game is so awesome. Right? Like that era of like Layton and Phoenix Wright was just the best. And then you get games like Hotel Dusk in there too on the DS. Like what a great era. DS and was like, great. So here's, here's the thing that I struggle with is I have a little bit of like OCD. I guess it's not literally OCD. So allow me to rephrase, but I feel particular about how I like to play games and replay games. And I'm really interested in going back and like replaying Layton, but I can't remember. Like I literally don't know which ones I played and didn't played. And so my brain won't allow me to pick one up and play it. Like I'm going to have to go back be like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to replay all six of them now. Cause I can't, mm. I can't like take a guess at like, well, I think I played the first three. And so mm-hmm. that kind of stops me from kind of enjoying and picking back up and revisiting old franchises like that. Cause I feel like I need to like, do it the right way. Mm. It happened to me with some older Fire Emblem games. Like yep. I know that I've played like half of the older ones, but not the other half. And I don't really want to replay games. But mm-hmm. luckily, there's a new Fire Emblem coming out tomorrow, so I'll just play the heck out of that. Oh, man, I'm I'm so pumped. It looks like, dude, I think there's three Phoenix Wright games I didn't play. Mm. I didn't realize. So that they they retired Phoenix Wright, and there was a new attorney called Apollo Justice, mm-hmm. and then. Um, and then I thought there was Apollo Justice and then one more, but there was Apollo Justice and two more. And I don't think I played either of those. Oh, I'm pumped. Dude, I'm downloading right. these. I have to hop to another thing, everybody. So I'm All right, then let me wrap it up. Scoop.
Nicely job, everybody. That's all the scoops we have for you this week. Thank you to Colin. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you to Jobert, working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. Sidegen Game Scoop and we're out. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.